0: What's up, everybody? It's that time of the year again. It's April, and for many of y'all, spring break is over. Unless you're me, then you're on the beach in Thailand or Sri Lanka or wherever I'm at right now. (laughs) But for many of us, we are in the thick of it. The school year is the light at the end of the tunnel, and we need some inspiration and that kick and that push that's going to get us there. And so of course, Anthony and I got your back We have mashed up some of our favorite quotes from this year And we have put together a montage, a compilation of Monday inspiration To get you through the day and the rest of the year Enjoy
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can do anything
0: What are our quotes this week?
1: Okay, so our first quote is: um, "Prizes and punishments are ever ready and efficient aids to the master who must force into a given attitude of mind and body those who are who are condemned to be his listeners." Wow, that's heavy, right?
0: <sighs> I know people are like rewinding right now.
1: <laughs> I can say. You want me to say it again? I can say it one more time.
0: Say it one more time for the folks okay. who skipped class in undergrad. Go ahead. I didn't have it. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Okay. okay. Um, prizes and punishments are ever ready and efficient aids to the master who must force into a given attitude of mind and body those who, those who are condemned to be his listeners. Mm. And the second one. The prize and the punishment are incentives toward unnatural or forced effort, and therefore, we certainly cannot speak of the natural development of the child in connection with them.
0: My God, that second quote right there. Yeah. But, I mean, to put prize and master in the same sentence, even... You know what I'm saying? So when people talk about incentives for behavior, you know, these are not natural things that kids are doing because they want to do them. They're doing it because they're trying to get that class pizza party. They're doing it because they're uh, (laughs) trying to get that treasure box. They're doing it because they don't want to get on red. And, you know, like, they're not doing it because... It's, a, it's natural. It's a natural behavior or a natural thing to do.
1: It's not um, an <laughs> intrinsic motivation, desire, intrinsic desire.
0: My God. But yeah. Well, folks, we want to leave you with those two quotes. <laughs> and which book were you reading that from so that they can know?
1: I was reading that from The Montessori Method by Maria Montessori.
0: Okay, so if you want to know more about that, definitely check that out. Do we have a quote this week?
1: We do. Um, It's not really related to the topic Um, in Tacoma, Washington, which is Tacoma outside of Seattle. I think it is. Are you um, testing
0: my geography? Am I what? Are no. you testing me? I mean, geography? I know
1: as Americans we are very weak in that area. Yeah. I am not testing your skills.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to teach geography. This, <laughs> this Go ahead.
1: Um, there is the possibility that they may be striking because they can't reach um a fair contract with their school board. So, Nate Bowling on Twitter, he kind of did a thread about it and There is one piece that really stuck out to me, especially because I'm doing the no-spend school year, uh, which I talk about on Instagram, but basically I'm trying to fight against the idea that we're expected to subsidize public education out of our own bank accounts, and I'm not okay with that. So, $0 this year is the goal. Um, And so, Nate Bowling on Twitter, he says... As summer winds down and a labor impasse looms, I want to make it clear to the community no teacher ever wants to strike. I didn't get into the game 13 years ago to walk picket lines, but I and other teachers in the region have to do what's best for our families. I'm a professional. I I knowingly work for below market wages because I love the work, but there is only so much sacrifice you can ask teachers to
0: make. I think that is very much related to our talk about fighting against injustices in our education system. You know, sometimes being a researcher or breaking a, you know, a small rule, like it just doesn't drive the point across and we have to do things that are more drastic to get our point across. Yeah. Yeah. And striking is one of those methods that shouldn't have to happen, but if they do, then they do, ultimately.
1: Yep. So, Tacoma teachers, if that happens, I'm praying for y'all. I hope y'all reach a fair contract.
0: Yes. Get your coins. Yes. We are not doing stuff for free.
1: Oh, no. Not in it just for the outcome.
0: That (laughs) that is an an injustice within itself. So, any final thoughts?
1: Nah, I think I'm good. I think I've 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 said all I have to say on this topic.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's wrap this up. Do we have a quote this week? Yes,
1: we do. It was um, something I saw on Instagram, and it's from a book, I believe. Um, so it says. As teachers, we need to stop waiting for someone to create the perfect lesson plan or curriculum that we can take word for word. We need to read journal articles and professional books, network with colleagues, and read our own independent reading in order to create lessons for our kids. And that's from Sarah Mulhern Gross, maybe? I thought that was great. Okay.
0: That is great. There's no one curriculum, no one... Theory, no one practice that's going to solve or that's going to truly educate all of our children. It might educate some, a few, but we have to do our own work. We have to do our own work. And parents and non teachers, like y'all are included in that. Like, we want your experiences and your thoughts about education and your involvement to be included in our practice and in our lesson plans. And so um, I cannot take what I did last year and just continue to do it again and again and again and again and again. Like I can't continue to read the same books again and again. Like I'm terrified to read one crazy summer again this year. Cause I'm like, what if they don't like it? But um, like, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, like, we got to do our own work, folks. We got to do our own work. Yep. Is that it? Any?
1: I don't have any <laughs> last comments. Oh, well, I do. Any? I do. Um, and it kind of piggybacks to how you said, like, things change from year to year. Um, so last year, my class had lots of um, children who celebrated Eid after Ramadan. And this year, I do not have any. That celebrated, Um, and so this year I'm lucky or privileged enough. I get to learn about Diwali alongside my parents. I just sent out an email asking um, who would be willing to look over the books I have and look over activities I have, and to help me like co-plan this 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 day for their children, um, because I realize I'm not the expert in it, and I would not have known that had I not done the family survey at the beginning of the year. So things do change from year to year, and you need to be mindful of that and and um, include that, incorporate that in your classroom and then the lessons that you teach. Quote. Yes, you have to tell me that you're not going to do a sermon, though. Uh,
0: oh God! Okay, I can try. <laughs> it's a James a, I Baldwin. I won't be long.
1: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it's a James Baldwin quote, um, and Uh-oh. I think. I think Speaking it a beard right I, I think <laughs> it compliments maybe not compliments, but it kind of ties in with what you're experiencing in Doha right now um and he says, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced.
0: <sighs> oh. <sighs> I get it, and I understand, right? Like, I totally understand that this period of time in my life is—and I, I just feel so bad for the listeners. Like, when we first heard this podcast, we were, like, upbeat and happy, and it is, like,
1: But it's, really, like, it's like a true— It's real. It's real. It's, it's a true journey through a school year. Like, no matter where I you are, know. this time of year, people are like, where is May?
0: Where is May and...
1: What am I doing? So I, I think if we were to like go through the whole year and like upbeat, positive, happy-go-lucky the whole time, like we'd be lying to listeners.
0: Yes, that is true. And we are not liars. But I am just going to tell you, this is literally the hardest thing I've ever done. And I want to go home <laughs> yesterday. So... Um,
1: and that's Okay. Like it's okay it, to feel
0: that. Yeah, like I am ready to go home and change careers. That's kind of where I'm at at this moment. I like I I want to go home. I want to like you know, I want my dream is you know to write for some newspapers or something, and like try again in the fall, see how I'm feeling. But I am so. Fatigued and tired. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Um, but I'm going to persevere anyway. I'm not. Sh- I'm. I'm more exhausted because I don't know, like, what this lesson is like in this period of my life. Um, Twenty five has been crazy. Uh- <laughs> And it's still like F my principal for firing me. That's but that's anyway. Still the move. Um, (laughs) It's still the move. But I think um, you know, this is just a really tough experience. I didn't expect it to be this hard. Um maybe when I start traveling things will get better. Maybe when I get paid, things will be will get better. Um but I feel like I'm changing as a person and I don't like who it is that I am becoming. There is still a sliver of optimism inside of me. There's still a sliver of hope that I am hanging on to, and I need the encouragement. You know, we are all in this. I know there's no easy school right now, no matter where you are. We are all kind of going through our ups and downs, but I've been down for a long time and I'm ready to come up. So um we're going to continue to check in, figure this whole joint out. Um and when I come out from all of this and I you know and I face this challenge whether I lose or I win, I just cannot wait to say that I did it.
1: Our quote this week is from Maya Angelou.
0: Yes. Come on now, that's my godmother. Okay.
1: <laughs> she says, my great hope is to laugh as much as I cry, to get my work done, and to try to love somebody and have the courage to accept the love in return.
0: Yes. Yes. I really like the part
1: where it says to get my work done and try to love somebody.
0: And to try to love some somebody, right? Because both can happen and both should happen. You know what I'm saying?
1: You deserve love.
0: We all deserve love. We all deserve love, you know? Because at the end of the day, you know, our jobs are only temporary. Love lasts forever. And I think that we should invest in that piece of our lives because, you know, It's super important. And I'm not saying, you know, to hop on to elitesingles.com or whatever, you know, that this is not a paid ad, but (laughs) what I'm saying is that there's value in acknowledging that other piece of your life, you know, and whether you're a teacher or not a teacher, right? You know, you don't have to be a teacher, but sometimes we can just get so wrapped up in our careers that we forget about that other piece like that missing piece, right? And that doesn't mean hop into a relationship tomorrow. And I don't know why my single ass is giving relationship advice, but I'm just saying, you don't have to hop into a relationship tomorrow. What I'm saying is let's just value and recognize that we are worthy of being loved and that we are capable of loving while being in this crazy ass profession Um, do we have a quote this week
1: yes we do in losing a school one loses a version of oneself a self understood to be a member of a community living and learning in relation to other community members we can think of this form of love as a logical extension of the southern african philosophy of ubuntu frequently translated as i am because you are As Archbishop Desmond Tutu has explained the concept. My humanity is inextricably bound up in yours.
0: Yes, we are teachers, but yes, we are still human. And I don't think that we need to truly separate them. But I think it's good to know that they both coexist with one another. And just because we are teachers doesn't mean that we are not humans. And because we are humans we are still teachers that makes sense if that makes sense. all right thanks you know what i'm trying to go with this it, you know <laughs> ultimately like that's just it and you know teaching is not all of who we are it's not all of you know it's it's not our whole life but it is a big chunk of our identity. And that's not something that we should be ashamed of. It's not something that we should be angry about, but it should force us to not ignore the pieces of us, the things that we enjoy that don't have to do with teaching. Um, those are still equally as as important because they still make up who you are as an individual.
1: Before I forget, this week's quote came from Dr. Eve Ewing, Um, she's a professor at the University of Chicago and she recently released a book called Ghost in the Schoolyard, which is where this week's quote came from.
0: And I'm sure we have a quote this week, right? We do. We do.
1: Yes. It's a quote from Maria Montessori. You ready? Let's go. We call an individual disciplined when he is master of himself and can therefore regulate his own conduct when it shall be necessary to follow some rule of life.
0: Hmm. What gets me in that quote is some rule of life, right? Like not school rules, not making like teachers or adults feel comfortable. It's like we want students to be successful in their own lives. We, we want them to have self-regulation so that they can live the life that they want to live and you know, ultimately live up to their highest potential. Yes. Mm.
1: There is a world outside of That's school. what
0: discipline is about. Discipline is not about doing things for small external rewards. It's about, you know, helping students to, you know, see the power within themselves so that they can best live their lives. Like, you know, like we're helping to raise children, to raise human beings, to raise people who who yes. are going to, you know, do amazing things in this world. And we have to be aware how uh, aware of how our actions influence them and impact them. Mm-hmm. But it all stems down to what can we do as adults to build the strongest relationship that we can with the students that we know. And if you're not a teacher like getting to know Your cousin, your little brothers, like getting to know those children like as they grow up and being that listening ear, understanding their triggers and having grace.
1: Grace, their children.
0: This whole like you should know better thing, like we have to stop it. Because it's your job to teach it. It's your job to teach it over and over and over and over again. So I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be preachy today, but ultimately, like, we got to change our mindset on a lot of things so that we can get our kids to be where they need to be. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh,
1: I have a quote for us.
0: What's your quote?
1: It's from Tupac.
0: Oh, (laughs) what's good?
1: Um. It's I feel like lots of people know it. It says, I'm not saying I'm gonna change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the brain that will change the world.
0: Mm, yes. Yes. I mean
1: You matter, guys. You have a big role. We all have big roles to play in the lives of children.
0: A huge role. A huge role. Um and like the church folks say, like, <laughs> You know, you gotta see it before you see it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> hallelujah, amen. You gotta see it before you see it. You gotta see your way out. You you really gotta visualize the the change that we are making. Um, and
1: what it, is it? Is it a Sam Cooke song where he says a change gonna come? I think it's Sam Cooke. I don't know.
0: I was born by the river
1: yeah yeah. isn't that Sam Cook? no?
0: Okay, we're really in trouble. <laughs> that's definitely Sam Cook. <laughs> wow. Don't unsubscribe, please stay subscribed because of that. Wow. <laughs> that's definitely Sam Cook. It's gonna come and I and, and for many of us like you know we see the way our students behave in class and we're like, okay, yes, like the change is already here. It's already here. And so we just, you know, are going to continue to mold them. We're going to continue to challenge them. We're going to continue to instill a a lifelong learning, lifelong empathy. Like we are going to continue to create these people. And then because we are doing that, we will be the people that we want to be and that our world deserves. Because that's what makes teaching the best profession. Because not only are we molding the change that will sweep this country in mass numbers, but in turn, at the very same time, we are changing ourselves. And because we are changing ourselves, we are changing the people who are around us, and they are changing the people who are around them.
1: You better preach. So
0: with that being said, keep up the good fight. Keep it going with your eyes open, ears peeled, and let's get it. Thank you so much for listening to the Common Sense Podcast. Subscribe at our website at www.commonsensepod.com and receive the episode a day early.
1: You can also subscribe to the Common Sense Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. We love seeing your reviews in um, reading them. And it helps spread the message to other educators each time a review is posted.
0: Yes. And we'll see you next time.